I'm gonna make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Michael. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Yes, brace for impact indeed. This is the best movies you've never seen. My name is Stephen Fennick and I'm joined by my good friend Trevor Long. How are you, mate? I'm great. This is a podcast that is, let's call it the education of Trevor Long, showing, introducing <laughs> him to all these great movies that he's never heard of. And never feel seen, free to of come on the journey with me. Yes, that's right. And we are we are hearing a lot of great feedback from listeners who wouldn't have had never heard of these movies like you. Yeah. And they're kind of in your shoes. They're watching it for the first time with I th- you. And I think we enjoying we, the we underplay the number of people who haven't seen. Like this is, I mean, this is a reasonably recent movie, but I still think yes. there'll be people. They'll be was, like, okay, I'll have it. I'll, I'll give that a watch. Well, let's talk about it. It is Oblivion, and just a warning: there is one little bit of audio that has a the f bomb in it. A so, naughty in it. Okay. So yeah, it's uh, later in the show. So yeah, just be warned if you've got kids in the car. This was released in 2013, so the 10th anniversary of this film. Yeah, right. And it was directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who directed also, pointing at you. Oh, you told me last week. You've watched it more times than I have. Oh, of course, Maverick. Top, Top Gun, Gun Maverick. Maverick. Hello, that's the only film that you've watched more times than I have. And Top I'm going to keep Maverick. it that way. If you ever tell me you've seen it more than three <laughs> times, I'm just going to go from ten All to right, twenty mate, straight away. We'll do that. You're going to run that one. You'll run Top Gun Maverick if we do that. <laughs> oh, 100 percent. Right? Now, this whole project, the Oblivion project, started off with an eight-page treatment by Joseph Kaczynski. A treatment is like a a sort of plan of a, of a film with the ideas and everything, you're all in a document. Mm. And it was pitched in 2007 to a publishing company. So he wanted, Joseph Kaczynski wanted this to be, a, he wanted to publish it as a graphic novel. Right. But it was the project, they had a look at it, and they, you know what, this this could be make a better movie. It's so they decided. Like he's aiming low there, isn't he? Well, that, that, that was, this is obviously before he would, he sort of hit the scene as a yeah, massive right, director, okay. but. Uh, he, they, they looked at it. They, this has potential. It's quite a visual movie. Let, let's let's have a go. And eventually, when it was being prepared as a film, he he did get his original wish, and it was actually published as a graphic oh, really? novel as well. Wow! So, two birds, mate. Nice. Now, would you have seen this movie if it was the alternative title for the movie? Okay. Was 
Horizons was the alternative title for this. I think Oblivion is more enticing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Horizons, you thinking, what does that mean? Oblivion, you know, there's something, it's like dramatic word. Yes, and I, think, I think the point is, is drama. Absolutely right. And they've achieved that with the name. So let's talk about your impressions. Did you hear about this? See about so, see it. I'm going to I'm going to tell you two things. Firstly, I knew nothing about it. Zero. Okay. Um, Apart from the fact Tom Cruise was in it, couldn't have dated. No, I wouldn't. You even, didn't even know that. No. If I had mentioned Oblivion last week, you would have gone what? Nothing. Zero. Okay. Right. <laughs> However, having watched it, yep. I now know that I have seen part what? of this movie what? because you once yeah. demonstrated. <laughs> I think it was your new when you yes. got a new projector when you first went four K. Yeah. When you first went 4K and uh, you got the JBL system put in here, yep. I reckon yeah, this, right. there's a part of this where he Spot goes into on. the lot. Yep. That's Spot what you on. demonstrated to me. And I went, oh, my God, I've seen this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think to myself, why have I not seen the movie? Yeah. And then I remembered it was you no, that that's showed spot me on. a sample. Actually, I'll talk about that now. Uh, I, I often use this. And it was actually not me. It was the when when they they installed the JBL speakers in this very room in my theatre. Mm. When they came to uh, tune the speakers, they actually used this scene as a way to demonstrate the, all the surround sound yeah, right. in that library scene, which we'll talk about in, nice. the, in the run through. Nice. But it is a real showcase scene. Um, the reaction to this movie was fairly positive. Here's one review. Real View said, "Oblivion is imperfect, but some of its imperfections result from being overly ambitious." And while one could argue that characters are secondary to the ideas and storyline throughout Oblivion, I found myself caring about what happens to the people at the end and what that last moment signifies for the concept of identity. I like the last part of that review yeah. a lot. Yeah. So I think that's probably that's probably summed it up pretty well, I reckon. Alrighty, this is your last exit before the freeway. We are going to dissect Oblivion. And if you haven't seen it, you should catch it on Fetch. And you can do that just by simply searching in the Universal Remote, search for Fetch, and there are thousands. Because you can buy not just the movies you could rent and buy on Fetch, but the movies that are available on your streaming services, whether it's Stan or Netflix or Disney, because you can buy all of those things. There are 10,000 movies to choose from on Fetch. And it's not just movies, of course. There is the movie store, which allows you to rent and buy movies. Um, there's the movie box, which is a, a monthly list. It, it literally updates every day. There's new movies. Uh, there's a list of around 30 movies that are, that are there to watch uh, for free as a part of your Fetch uh, subscription, which is uh, as simple as having a couple of channels for six bucks or nearly every channel for 20 bucks. And then there's recording TV. There's your streaming services. There is Nothing you can't do on the Fetch Box when it comes to big screen entertainment. So check it out. All the details are at fetchtv.com.au. All right. You've now watched Oblivion on Fetch, yeah. I'm assuming, through Fetch. I did, yes. So now what are your – don't give the game away, but what are your first impressions? Yeah, look, I I was nervous about this because when you said <laughs> to me it's like a you know futuristic you know yep. sci-fi, uh, and we all know that's not Trev's go. Uh, if you followed along the, the bouncing ball here, the most – um, unreal I get is animated Disney movies. Yeah. Uh, so although, although if you if our listeners want to dive back into the archives, you did like The Fifth Element, yeah. which is a highly science fiction Correct. film. Just Correct. just for reference there. So uh, this 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 gripped me because uh, it wasn't it was still Earth based. I guess you would yep. say um, it, it felt like just the future as opposed to a fantasy. Does yes. This, and if, I don't know if there's a definition there about sci-fi, but I felt like it was more about a future look as opposed yeah. to a – like Star Wars is fantasy to yeah, me. It's yeah. not set at a point in the future. 
Whereas this is, oh my God, imagine if X, yeah, Y, and Z. It's like a, what do they call it? Post apocalyptic kind, right, of, yes. kind of feel. So, so yeah. for that reason, I felt yeah. comfortable watching the movie. It, yeah. didn't, it didn't at all jar me that there was, okay. you know, talk of space and ships and Did stuff like that. Did you recognize some of the landmarks? We'll get to yeah, each, oh, one, mate, each one of there, them. It was, yeah. it was <laughs> a, a constant, few, you know, it was like, a, what are we in Planet of the Apes here? You know, like it was, um, there was a bit of that. And, 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 and I, I enjoyed those little. Trinkets, Easter okay. eggs throughout the movie. So and, no, uh, it wasn't. It didn't. Uh, it didn't frustrate me in any way. That's good. Now your tweet would be. My tweet on this one is. Uh, that's a great question. My tweet on this one is. This is a movie that foreshadows a future none of us want, but I love the gadgetry in it. Yeah. So check out Tom Cruise Pretty in cool. Oblivion. Yeah. And uh, wouldn't surprise you. I saw this at the movies. Shock. And as as you alluded to earlier, I have watched this and I've watched parts of this movie many, many times showcasing the mm. speakers. Whenever, like when I got the Dolby Atmos speakers, I thought, oh, I've got to hear this. When I got the new subwoofers, I had to chuck it on as well. So I have seen the whole thing, of course, many times, but there are some key scenes, like the scene in the public library where he's shooting in all directions, which we'll get to. That That is a real, it really gives the speakers a solid workout, yeah. let's just say. Let's take a look at the cast. And, of course, lead is Tom Cruise, who plays Jack Harper, was in, of course, Top Gun Maverick, as you know, Jerry Maguire, which is on our list. Can't wait. Mission Impossible and Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow was a similar sci-fi feel. Oh, is it? That's, that's, that's a really cool movie. We're going to do that. Did you recognise Morgan Freeman? I did. And I, yeah. here's the thing. He, he comes up in the titles. Yeah. And I'm halfway through this movie going, when yeah, is the, Morgan yeah, Doesn't free? make an appearance for And a while, then yeah. he just booms, yeah. you know, just hits you. He plays a character named <clears throat> Beach, and he was, of course, in Shawshank Redemption, which you know very well. Red. Uh, and he's also in Million Dollar Baby, which is with Clint. That's on our list, Clint Eastwood, uh, Hilary Swank. Boxing movie. Okay. Have you not seen that? Of no. course you've not seen that. <laughs> That's on the <laughs> list. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of, of the audience, let me just remind That's you how why we cool have a show. <laughs> no, but it just still, I still love the fact that you you yeah. have that familiar I, thing I'm where optimistic. you say, you always say to people, you've seen that, because it's just what you say to people when you're yeah, with them, right? Yeah. But then you look at me and you, then you realize, oh my God, I'm talking to him. Yeah. I do watch everything. as That's why we've got a show here, and you watch nothing, which yeah, is also yeah, why we've got right. a show. Uh, Andrea Riseborough played Victoria. Uh, she was in a movie with with uh, called Birdman. With um, I'm trying to remember who was in Birdman. Or oh, it'll come to me. Kindness of Strangers. But I did read an interview with Andrea. She you don't really. She's not really like a massive star that you've seen in much no, since. But she she's, has. She's, she's very big in this movie. She is. Um, but she's mentioned. She told a British newspaper. I think it was the Times that Oblivion was a bad experience for me. Oh wow. She was talking about how. It, and I'm quoting her, it was hard because it was quite an isolated experience. Mm. There were only two ladies on set and a small female presence on the crew. There was quite a lot of talk about whether my body was the right size or not, too big or too small, not muscly or long enough. I can almost laugh at things like that now, but at the time it was very lonely. Wow. Yeah. Olga Korilenko plays Julia. Uh, she was a, she's a Bond girl, mate. She was in Quantum of Solace. I need to watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Good movie. She was also in Hitman. But get this. The original choice for Julia wasn't our girl Olga. It was Jessica Chastain. I recognize now, that She name. was originally cast but had to drop out because of a scheduling conflict. Ah. The movie that was conf conflicting was Zero Dark Thirty, which was a massive film. So that's why Olga got the role. 
Ah. Now, I know you're not a Game of Thrones fan, but no. did you re- recognise Nikolai Costa-Waldo, who plays Waldau, who plays Sykes? Is he, he, the, off, in, he's the, he's, he the angry dude? Yes, that, he yeah, was in Game yeah. of Thrones. He plays Jamie Lannister did in Game of Thrones. Did not recognise him at all. He was also in a film, <laughs> Gods of Egypt, and also in Nightwatch. Now, did you recognise Melissa Leo, who was Sally? Do you remember when they, they check in and goes, How are you this fine morning? That woman on the on the screen? Yeah, no, Melissa no. Leo, her name is. She won a Best uh, Supporting Actress Oscar for The Fighter. She was also in Prisoners, but she was in a, a show that you and I have watched. Uh, I'm Dying Up Here. You know that show, the comedy oh, show? Yes. She played the club boss. Oh, wow. That's Melissa Leo, same there actress. You go. Yeah. Huh. Alrighty, we're going to dive into the movie and take it apart and t- tell you all about it. But before we do that, let's talk about our other great sponsor, and that is Hisense. Hisense, I get asked every day, what's a good TV to buy? All the time. And I always recommend Hisense because they offer a great range of TV sizes and also products to suit different budgets. But if it's a big screen you're after, Hisense really has your back here. They're... They've got eight, up to 85 inches in most of their their TV range. But keep an eye out, too, for their mini LED range, which is about to hit the market. Their 2023 models are coming through with mini LED, which offers greater contrast, better picture quality, better brightness, and just an overall better experience when you're looking, when you're watching movies that we talk about here on the show. But it's not just about picture quality. It's also about audio too. Many of the Hisense TVs also feature Dolby Atmos. Now, I'm sure you've seen that uh, in movies when when you're about to press play on them on your streaming services. Dolby Atmos offers this 360-degree sound that's all generated through the TV. So you're hearing sounds coming from above you, behind you, all generated from that Hisense TV at the front of the room. And it's, of course, not only about watching movies. If you're enjoying your sport and your games as well, sport, there's the smooth motion feature that makes it a really, really nice experience. So you could feel like you're at the game, really smooth, no no juddering of the picture. If that, that fast-paced action is what you want to see, whether whatever sport you happen to be watching, you know it's going to be a great experience on the high sense TV. And on the gaming side, they've got your variable refresh rate, auto low latency mode, so that is the best monitor in the house. If you want to play your console, your PC, that can handle it and give you that amazing experience. The good thing to note too about Hisense TVs is they also come with a three-year warranty. That gives you a lot of peace of mind. Hisense really back their products. So if you are after a TV, and I know a lot of you are, head down to your local store, stand in front of the Hisense TV. Listen, remember what we told you about the picture quality and also the sizes you're not going to regret getting it, regret buying a big screen TV. Never. It's going to look great. So if you wanted to do that, head down to your store, check out your TVs, or get it, get down to their website, highsense.com.au. All right, are you ready to dive in here, Trevor? I'm ready to unpack this one. Let's go. Let's start up. I, I, what I love about the, the movie is the intro and the setup. And, and the good thing about it is that Tom Cruise does most of the work here in explaining everything. It's been half a century since the scavengers destroyed our moon. Forced to leave their own dying planet, they came to take ours. Without the moon, the Earth was thrown into chaos. Earthquakes toppled cities within hours. Tsunamis wiped out what remained. Then came the invasion. We did what we had to do. We used the nukes. We won the war, but lost the planet. 
left her contaminated, most of it uninhabitable. What remained of humanity had to leave the Earth. We built the Tet, our mission control, a temporary space station before the migration to Titan, Saturn's largest moon. Everyone's there now. So that's pretty full on. Yeah, fair <clears> bit <throat> to take in. But I liked how we, within the first two minutes of the movie, you were in you were in the zone. You knew it's, exactly. It's uh, as we oft, as you often describe exposition, but Absolutely. it's done very yeah. well because Tom Cruise's voice is so recognisable. Yeah. it's a great choice for that narration, um, and it doesn't need him to be standing in front of a camera. I, I'd always love to know how many takes they do at something like that. It's a, it's a voiceover that you know. Ask Morgan Freeman. He does a few of them. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, so the year, we know it's 2077. Jack Harper is the drone technician. They live in this massive tower above the clouds, him and, and Victoria. Did you like that there was a, a character named after yes. your daughter? Mm -hmm. Or that he calls a vicar sometimes too. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, and now, so the situation, he does explain that the, there are the last people left on Earth destroyed by aliens so that they are, they reckon there are some of them left behind, the scavs who want to continue to sort of ravage Earth's resources. Mm. So uh, he's saying that they destroyed the moon and they were trying to take over the planet, but they uh, in the battle, Earth was kind of ruined. They had the, the nukes. Yeah, he says out. that in the voiceover. Right? What uh, did you notice too? Some of the famous landmarks in that opening scene. The I've opening scene. Them. Remind me, what are yeah, they? Cause... They are in order. Right. The CN Tower, which is in Toronto, I think, okay. or Ontario. Coney Island, you right. see the big the the cyclone, uh, the Pentagon. Yes, the Pentagon. I remember seeing that. The yeah. United, the U.S. Capitol and the Washington Monument. So you see the Washington yeah. Monument and the Capitol. And I think in the what's background. critical here is it it doesn't you know often those kind of uh, apocalyptic style drama movies where you see the thing crumbled or something, but this yeah. is because the Washington Monument. It's like it's out on the beach, so yeah. it shows it's that that it's a comp it's oblivion, right? They, yeah. It shows that it's all a wasteland now, completely it's not, ruined. It's not just. Um, um, uninhabited, yeah. it's it's gone. It's uninhabitable. Yeah, yes. it's gone now. You, no <clears> one and, can and live there And in many anymore. of them, you you yeah. you realise that there's some sort of you know build up. Like the, there's yeah. literally you know but the Empire State Building is actually half size or something. It's, you know? it's, it's gone nearly to the top. All yeah. The dirt so building, you, yeah, whatever it is, that's quite a bomb. That yes, one. that's right. Uh, later on, we'll also see the New York Public Library, the Empire State Building, Manhattan Bridge, the Brooklyn Statue Bridge, of Liberty, Statue of Liberty. Did you yep. ever see that? Yep. Oh, was that an overhead shot? Wasn't no, it? No, no. Yeah. It's, it's as he's going going through an area on his on his motorbike. Yes. And also there was the Grand Central Terminal. Now, just on uh, where remember in the, in the voiceover he said that there are the humans are on Titan. Now that's Saturn. That's a moon, the second largest moon. In on near Titan, it's the second largest moon in the solar system. Yes, and it's the only other object other than Earth that contains liquid, like rivers, lakes on its surface. Uh -huh. But it's cold. It's a hundred and minus one hundred and eighty degrees Celsius. So they need a parker or something. They need a jacket. I think they need more than a parker. <laughs> Couple of takeaways in this early section of the movie here. They mentioned that there's only two weeks till they leave. Yes. Do you remember this? So yeah, they're nearly at the you're end thinking, of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand fully yeah. what you're doing here, but the, you kind of glean that they're looking after some stuff, but there's an exit time. Yeah. That's that's the critical and thing. And I think Sally, who sort of comes through from the Tet, sort of talking about, you know, how how are you guys going? Are you uh, you nearly, you'll buy, you know, I'll buy you a round of drinks when you get up here, nearly time. So you're sort of, you're seeing that it's almost, they're almost at the end of this little yeah. journey. But Jack, another thing that he he has these little flashbacks, mm. and and he he he's he's she's very keen to leave. Victoria's always thinking, okay, only two weeks to go, we're nearly there. 
Jack's not so no. not so there's excited a, there's about an it. Attachment you notice of some that? Sort. Yeah. Yes. And uh, well, I think the flashbacks sort of build up to sort of a feeling about what Earth actually is to him. I can't shake the feeling that Earth, in spite of all that's happened, Earth is still my home. Because they do talk about how mm. don't they talk about it here where they talk about they've they've had their memory wiped. Yes, they they had so their they, memory wiped. I think five years earlier. That's right. So, but he's still getting these little like right at the very start these of the flashbacks movie. Make yeah. no sense. You're thinking he doesn't have a memory, but that's then you're right. like, hang on a minute, is it eking back? Yeah, it's like black and white. Because the memory is you, there's there's things. There's like one of those telescope things top on, of uh, top of the Empire State Building, which you realise yeah, is the top yeah. of the Empire State. Yeah. Um, there's scenes there's of, a woman, of a woman yeah. on the footpath. There's, yeah. there's these repeatable scenes. And so he's you're thinking, okay, that's something there. Yeah. Couple of key scenes I really liked in this first section of the movie. One was when he goes to repair a drone at that old stadium. Did you yeah. see that? And that was the scene of the last Super Bowl in 2017. The last Super Bowl. Please don't tell me it was a classic. Classic game. <laughs> How about four? The ball was on the 50 yard line. Seconds left on the clock. Ball is snapped. QB fumbles. Disaster. Looks like the game is over. But this QB runs Jack. back, picks up his own fumble. Hold on, what'd you just do? It's a wall of linebackers closing in on him. So he throws a long ball with no idea who's at the other end. Hail Mary. 80,000 people on their feet watching this ball sail through the air. And downfield, a rookie wide receiver, third string, just leaps out of the pack. Touchdown. That's a great scene. What stadium do you reckon that could have been? Well, so he's, he's sort of in the New York area. This isn't is he? why it's, it's a not big, ya- it wasn't Yankee Stadium. Well, no, that's or, as soon or as Meadowlands or because something. we'd seen all these New York icons. Yeah. This is my first problem with this movie. Yeah. It's all these New York icons. The most smartest thing to do here is to go. Let's go Yankee Stadium because it says World Champions 2017. Yeah. You think well, it has to be? Well, it has to be a football field <laughs> for a start. Can't be a baseball field. Well, why? Because it's a different shape. That you can see it doesn't the matter. Area, Just area make it that shape. Do you know what I'm saying? But like, if it's football, what I'm saying you need is to have in the, like in the choice of this thing, yeah. Yankee Stadium would have made more sense, Maybe. right? Yeah, well, but he's sort of in that tro- the, the, but in then that there's, area, isn't but he? But then there's the choice of a movie that's being made in 2012, so released in 2013, yeah. having 2017 as its final Super Bowl, yeah. which is completely... In the in, near future. No, yeah. no, but it's... it's so, it's, so when we watch this now... Yeah. It doesn't make any sense because the Super Bowl yeah. was actually held in, I think, Texas in 2017. That's right. And so, you're getting ahead of yourself here. So, that's good. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not real. Yeah. Of course. That's a weird no. thing about that. Normally, well, when you look at those things, when you it was reflect made, on a real thing. I don't think that the had been decided where the 2017 Super Bowl was when they made this. Was filmed in 2012, so mm. five years out. I don't think you know where the Super Bowls played. So no. they took a punt. <laughs> I just think it's a. Yeah. It's a frustrating thing about something because when you do these lookbacks, you want it to have that. I mean, it was a beautiful monologue, but it, just oh, it was great. Worked. It was a really well. Oh, that's one of my favourite scenes. Yeah. The other thing in this scene too is we see him repairing the drone, hmm. and you see, remember that that sort of savage, that dog, the wild dog was there, yeah. and then in the tunnel you see these this movement, and it's like the scabs are oh, they're checking him out. 
Hmm. And um, the drone, after he fixes the drone, he it sort of looks at him and he, and he, 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 then he then flies away and leaves him all the, all the dust that sort of flies away pretty quickly. <laughs> Uh, the other scene straight after this, he goes then because remember there were two it's pretty drones full down. on, uh, yeah. you know, a part of the movie here yeah. really. Yeah, two drones down, and he, he he's trying to find. The, he repaired that one. And he finds the second one. He sort of finds the the signal leads to this this like there's like a outcrop of rocks. And he gets there like on a futuristic bike too, like yeah, which is very he Tom Cruise. And continuing the football analogy, he says, "Oh, let's go to our ground game." So he rides the bike there. But you find that that rocky outcrop is actually the roof of the New York <laughs> Public Library. You can see the words mm. sort of curled around in that little spot, and the signals coming down. So he lowers himself in there, and I think jumps, nearly falls into a chasm. Goes, and he thinks he sees it because there's a big round, yeah, big round, round object covered, covered in object. a tarp yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. which it turns out to just be a big globe. Yes. Uh, so it's not actually the drone, but the transponder's there. Transponder's there, there so it was a trap. Mm. And um, he's had to get the hell out of there. And this is the scene when he's firing in all directions. But I liked it when, do you, do you remember when he's sort of firing and, and he aims at someone and, and a massive explosion. He looks at his gun thinking, how the hell did I do that? And the drone was behind him yeah. shooting for him. And when the drone's firing in all directions, that's what really act, every speaker's going nuts in yeah, here. Right. That, that's why it's such a showcase scene, as well as the massive bass drop, you know, when he's climbing up the rope and it, and it severs and he falls backwards. Yeah. Mate, these subwoofers nearly took the roof off the joint. Right. So that was a if – you, if you want to test out your system, like you might have a sound bar or a surround sound system, that is a really good way nice, to do it. Nice, nice. All righty. Now, we're moving now. I reckon one of the turning points of the movie here mm. was when they wake up and one of the water treatment machines has exploded. It was a six-stage meltdown from inside the hydro rig's core. It's offline permanently. Tower 4-9, you have put the whole operation at risk. I need to know exactly what happened. Jack believes the scabs weaponized one of the stolen fuel cells and got it into the suction. Tower hold. Tower, we've got a rogue signal in grid 37. Are you seeing this? Yes. It's got to be scab. It's not one of ours. Jack. The signal's being directed off-planet. So some intrigue there. So a bit yeah. the, the water treatment, you know how the hydro rigs were sucking the water up and turning it into energy? Yep. So that's the scabs blew one of those up. And this signal, which he ends up going to investigate in the next scene, he goes, they go to the top of the Empire State Building. Yes. You notice the spire? Yep. And he gets in there. He finds out they are coded coordinates. Yeah, some kind of a repeater. The scabs are using the building as an antenna. Can you decrypt? It's a set of coordinates. Grid 1-7. It's a goddamn homing beacon. Grid 17. What the hell's out there? Nothing. It's the middle of nowhere. What is going on? Send a signal off planet, Jack. So we know that that's intriguing there. What? Why would they be doing that? <clears throat> yeah, what's this? What's happening over there? It felt like there was pushback. Uh, like mm. it felt like she wasn't telling him the truth there as well. I, mm. There was something weird about that conversation. Because the signal was going off planet. Off so planet, it was yes. Going into space. Yeah. So we're thinking, what the hell is going why, 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 yeah. why are the scavs or what, what, yeah. who's communicating with who is but what I, you're thinking I think now. too that they had... Um, 
it was gives a set of coordinates as well. That's right. And at this point too, he decides, look, I'm going to go investigate the radiation zone, mm. which was I think he uses as, as an excuse to go to his man cave. Did you notice when he yeah, goes to just, his house in the valley? Like yeah. Beautiful valley trees. He's just created that's this. That's reckon it's his man cave. He's <laughs> built exactly what he's done. He's built out of yeah. out of out of logs and whatnot. A, a lovely little hut with things he collects because he took a book yeah. from the library. He got his when New York he gets Yankees there, he's cap got his, on. He's yeah. got a whole bunch of knickknacks and vinyl LPs <laughs> yes. as well. So that was pretty strange. And, and he ends up going down there having a bit of a snooze. Wakes up to see a ship crash landing. Yes. And so he thinks, well, I better go investigate. He's He's been offline all that whole time. She's got no idea where he is. It yeah. doesn't really. Well, she questions tells, him. She tells him not to go because she can't protect him. I That's think right. they're all different. Well, yeah, the tet's stuff. gone offline, so they can't yes. fully protect him with that. So it's sort of getting dark now. And he says, well, stuff it. I'm going anyway. And he finds that at the crash site that there are all these human pods. There yeah, are people inside all these, them. All these movies we've, yeah. we've already seen where whether it's a bloody Avatar or Aliens where they get put in a pod yeah. and, you know, that's how they travel and transport. Um, there's these pods lying around and there's like humans yeah. in them. That's very clear. But he finds one. He looks inside and it's the woman it's in the his, flashbacks. his flashbacks. He's thinking, yeah, what the yeah. hell's going on? But then this was even stranger. The drone turns up and starts firing. Stand down! Vicar, the drones are firing on survivors. Jack, the tet's offline. I, I, I don't have control. Stand down! Jack Harper, Jet 49. Back off, you son of a bitch! Because the drones have got this great facial recognition technology where they they scan who they're going to kill, but then yeah. Jack can you know, identify himself and it doesn't doesn't well, he, attack him. He dragged his, Julia. His, his ability. Yeah. So he stood in the way of Julia. Yeah, he dragged it into the back into the ship. Confused the yeah. drone a bit, and then then the drone he got, comes out of that moment and finds yeah. out that all the other bodies, yeah. all the other capsules, have been just destroyed. I've listened to that audio a few times. Yeah. Does he say back off or does he say back F off? F off. It's back off. Are you sure? Yep. Yeah, because it sounds almost a little it's bit It's back like, off. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he's got Julia, uh, takes her out of the pod and decides to bring her home. Just wheels he, her just, in just home. Just yeah, look, honey, look what and I And Victoria <laughs> is like, what are you bringing yeah, that in here she's for? She's not happy at all. Because before yeah. this, at some point, he, he'd he been watering Gave this little plant. flower, yes. And she took the flower and just threw it off. Like, yep. what an absolute. She's by the book. She's a by the book girl, that one. B. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what a rude thing to do! But it's yeah. it just it proved her character to be illegit. So she's thinking, I'm not bringing this bloody yeah, it's gonna risk, pod in here. Don't forget, it's two weeks to go. They don't want to risk anything. She's all about getting off the planet. She's yeah. all about getting out. But Tom, Tom, I should say, Jack Harper's reluctant to to do that, and and finding this woman who is his, he t he says, you know, he recognizes her from his um his his flashbacks. Yeah. Which he doesn't He's tell Victoria, her, by the way. But she she does eventually she does eventually come in, and even though Victoria's not happy. Yeah. Now, next section of the movie, there are several twists that I like about this. It movie, is a bit of a roller coaster, right? yeah. So, what they do, like uh, in the morning, they like uh, Julia and Jack are talking about going back to the crash site to retrieve the recorder, the yeah. flight recorder, 
and because they Victoria, want to know what happened. Victoria wakes up and finds that the the ship's gone and they've left the joint. His little yeah. his little mosquito chopper. Yeah, and so what they do is they decide to go back to the crash site and scavs in the area. They actually get captured, and you're thinking, what the hell's going yeah. on here? So you're thinking, what's going to happen? Next scene is is I think Jack Harper sitting. Tied up to a chair. Yes. And then it's the first time we, we meet hear our, that man, voice. our man, Morgan Freeman. We're not alien, Jack. We're human. Of course, for us being human is a problem. So that was a pretty. Did, did that really rock you a bit thinking, hang on, the scabs are actually oh, humans? I'd never given it any thought yeah. um, that we were dealing with like an alien versus human race style, yeah. you know, argument here. Yeah. But you've got, to, you've got to reflect back to that, you know, the scabs uh, blew up our moon. In yeah, the very very start yeah, of this, yeah. to, to have that realization. Yeah. But this is again, this is a like a fast forward uh, exposition here because it's like, okay, everything we know is now being questioned. Yeah. By this Morgan Freeman character, he yeah, he beach. talks about. Yep. He talks about essentially the you enemy. How the aliens are in the tet. They're the ones. The who enemy are the in moon. the tet. Yeah. Let's be real. So yeah. this is this is what's going on. And then also we <clears> see um, the character played by the dude out of Game of Thrones. Um, What's his name is Sykes says that the plan is to send a stolen drone up to the Tet. Yeah. Now they know that Jack Harper's a drone technician, which we so now you think, can you help us? Which also uh, is a is a kind of understanding now that that previous explosion that we saw, which was clearly nuclear, because we saw a mushroom yep. cloud, and it was uh, it, it was one of these alien ships that was um, harvesting all the water, so basically yeah. sucking all the water out yep. of Earth. That must have been the scabs testing this yeah, idea. Yeah, well, they're the blowing using the fuel cell. Yeah, that's correct. right. Yeah, so I think that was their first run test. Let's see what Absolutely, we can do. Absolutely, yes. It worked, and now they need this this other drone they've captured. They need that sent back up to the Tet, which is yep. this mothership, to blow it up. The uh, beach also says uh, he refers to uh, tells Jack that the, if you want to find out the truth, the truth's in the radiation zone. Reminds me of remember in Planet of the Apes they were talking about the Forbidden Zone. That's right, yeah. The Forbidden Zone where they said that because they don't want you to go there. They just don't want you to go yeah. there. Yes. So similar. So thing it's like, with are the you really going to die if you're in the radiation yeah. zone? Because if Earth has been obliterated, that's the thing that's been on my mind this whole movie. Yeah. If Earth has been obliterated by a war that was only resolved through the use of nuclear force, literally across the globe, Ever be everything yeah. is, is everything would be radiation. It would be. Uh the Tet Space Station, uh, do you know how that got its name? No, I never really understood the, it. Because the shape of it is a tetrahedral. Oh, my God. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's got several sides. It's a tetrahedral? But Tet a... is also the name of the of, for the Vietnamese Lunar New Year as well. It is, yeah, that's right. And, uh, oh, you knew that? Yes, uh, SBS, <laughs> mate, many years. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you have it. And uh, the destruction, ironically, it's all about destruction of the moon as well. So yes. the Lunar New Year. Now, next section here, I, I call this the confession section because Jack and Julia return to the tower and Victoria initially doesn't let, he, let him in. Remember? That's right. That's right. But uh, old, old Jack lays some truth on her. It was always her. Wasn't it? So that was Full pretty on. hard to cop. That yeah. was for her, for her to hear that was uh, not because, very easy. Because yes. we've had this thing where it starts out looking like a a couple relationship because they're in yeah. bed together. 
Then it then it feels oh, very. Hang on, excuse me. Couple relationship. Remember the the little nude swing hang on, she had hang earlier. On, hang on, hang on. I'm getting Hello. there. It starts out like a couple relationship there yeah, a bit, and yeah. then it then all the scenes are very work. You know, it's yeah. very. She's the yeah. tower. He's the dry. So yeah. it didn't feel. And then there's the nude scene where Hello. she jumps in the pool and they yeah. get it on. So it's it's a very confusing relationship, yeah. right? Absolutely. And so he's the one getting these flashbacks. He's the one that's discovered this recognizable body, yeah. Yeah. kept it alive. And that recognisable body in him have had a moment where she's confirmed she's his wife. We're married. And yeah. he's, he's rem- they've had a memory together. They mm. remembered a line about where he proposed. And so all of this is like, this is like an insult now to Victoria, yeah. essentially. And, and Victoria's point. reaction, though, is, all, is kind of, well, I'm going to press the self-destruct on this whole thing. Mission, this is Tower 4-9. Go ahead, 4-9. I'm having a problem with my technician. Uh, you don't know what you're doing. He found a survivor at the crash site. Gotta listen to me. She's impeding his abilities. And he's unfit for service. No, 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 no. I'm sorry to hear that, Vicar. Are you still an effective team? Oh, goddamn door, Vicar! No. We are not an effective team. Boom, and then what happens this right after is this? is wild. Yeah, the drone that was being repaired in the tower activates. A uh, great shot of it coming through the curtain. The curtain is on fire and it comes through yeah. and kills just obliterates her. Yeah, just hammers her. But And Jack is about to cop a two. But do you remember who was in the ship? Julia was in the ship and she uses the ship's, the ship's weaponry the guns to, shoot, to, the drone. to shoot the drone. So, hello. Save, so, and this, this is like, I know... We, we, uh, in terms of twists and stuff, there are so many in this because this moment is is intense because yep. you're thinking, hang on a minute. So the, it's like the trigger there yeah. in reflection is the words, we are not an effective team. Yeah. And so she gets killed because they're not an effective team? Like, well, that's Is it, it the lady all, in the tent that nothing. ordered that or yeah. what is it, you know? All or nothing. Like it's yeah. full on. So you're wondering then sort of the, the, sort of the structure of this whole thing, how they're doing yes. it. But, um the they, Jack and Julia obviously decide to get the hell out of there. It was a great chase scene through through the canyon, uh, a bit like Top Gun, no, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> Chasing through the canyons there. They crash land in the radiation zone, but yeah. guess what? No radiation. You know what? Can I tell you right yeah. here? As soon as they went through the radiation zone, I yeah. went, "There's no radiation." Of course not. I knew it. I said to myself, "There's no radiation." But then, <laughs> but then, then you see another little mosquito drone ship that there's someone's flying, yep. and a broken down drone, and then a guy gets out of it. And my immediate reaction, I kid you not, is that's the same guy. Oh, so you picked it? I picked it. Wow! And I'm telling you, so that wasn't a twist for you. I no, well, it was a twist, but I yeah. at that moment you I didn't thought pick it. Was- you know, two, yeah. two two hours ago, I picked it at the oh, moment. You, so you picked that it was going to be a Tom Cruise, yes. a, a Jack Harper. As soon as the guy got out of the the, yeah. the, the ship and walked towards the drone, the drone that he was repairing, I went, yeah. wait a minute, that's Tom Cruise. Like that, even at a distance, I'm like, wow. hang on, this is what's going on here. Very intuitive. I was blown away by yeah. that. And so what a, like this is now uh, to your next level dreams, a, a, yes. a wild twist. Well, here's something what happens, like apart from thinking, holy shit, it's it's Tom Cruise. It's, yeah, it's yeah. A, they're obviously clones, right? But when Julia walks across, Jack number 52, right? So original Jack is 49. Yes. 52 sees Julia and and also he has a has flashback a too. Take, yes. So I'm thinking, what the hell, right? So the, the memories are common among between them, yes. right? So they they fight each other. 
And in the struggle, what? By the Julia way, let's gets just talk it. about the fight it's, for it's a minute. Tom and Tom. For it's Tom so Tom. well done. Yeah. Like I mean, obviously there's like plenty nice of people who match. are the right height and the right hair, but yeah, you know, you can't tell it's, it's not Tom. Cruise. It's very well shot that it doesn't yeah. feel like you're only ever seeing one of them. Yeah. They you know both I mean? get a go. Like, yeah, they both a get great, a go. It's a great. It's a really well shot. Shot bit of, well. Bit of I, cinematography. I, agree. I totally agree. But Julia, like, there's a gun. Like, a, one of the blasters goes yeah. off, and she ends up. She's got a wound. Mm-hmm. Um, what? What? Jack does. Mate, I hadn't, he and I he, hadn't considered that. I. I. Yeah. Because they had a crash in the in their ship. Obviously, yeah. that was pretty full on scene through the canyon. Yeah. When I saw her injured, I assumed she just got out of the thing injured, but no, I hadn't considered the fact that yeah. she got shot. Remember yeah, the gun right. went off and then she sort of looks right, down and goes, hang right, on a minute. Right, okay. And like Jack, 49, gets the better of 52. What he does, he puts he puts Julia in, in a little cave and so, so he decides to go take Jack 52's little, little helicopter yep. thing and go back to that tower. So do you see this bit when he goes back to number 52 and he sees the duplicate of of Victoria. Vic, yeah. There you are. What happened? Are you okay? That bogey came across the border and then I lost you. False alarm. I should get back out there. Then. You come all the way home and I don't get a kiss. <laughs> had a solid moment of realization. Now yeah. the reason he goes back to the tower is to get medical supplies. That's right. Yeah. To help to help Julia out. Yeah. Vic doesn't notice that he's wearing number forty nine. Exactly. I'm thinking. Look, look down. Champ, you've got a number on you. She's a little bit more affectionate. That <coughs> your ship is too. numbered. A There's t- a bunch of touch more affectionate. Yeah. 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 But uh, fifty two made more progress with Vic. Than- I reckon too. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But then uh, the next section of the movie here is the the plan to well he he takes Juliet. Back to the lake Because through all treater. this time, yeah, yeah. you've got to imagine the scavs uh, yeah. have let him go, thinking that he's going to yeah. come and come back and help. Yes. That hasn't happened. He's, he's set Victoria up now at his lake house. He's man cave. No, set, set Julia up. Julia, Julia sorry. Up. Julia yeah, yeah. up to, at the man cave to, to, yeah. to uh, get better. But he's got to head back to... But they uh, decide, yeah. They decide together to go and help. Yeah. Uh, so they do head back there. And then it's again, Beach tries, he tells his story, his side of the story about what happened. Saw the moon get taken up, right up there in the night sky. Couldn't believe it. After that, nature took over. There's bedrock around Chicago, so we were spared the worst of the waves, quakes. Most people just starved. And the Tet sent troop ships down. The doors opened, and out you came. Astronaut Jack Harper. Thousands of you. Memory wiped. Programmed to kill. They had taken one of our best 
turned them against us. No soul. No humanity. The Tet. What a brilliant machine. Feeding off one planet after another for energy. I, I like how he provided that explanation. Yeah, like, yeah. We heard at the start what Jack was saying about <clears throat> yes. what actually happened. What Beach is saying was the truth about how... That's right. So you, clones, now, you basically yeah. just put that original monologue to bed yeah. and go, well, hang on a minute. So, yeah, and it makes sense now. Though, so the aliens, they destroy a moon, yeah. the moon, this Earth moon, and that causes chaos in the Earth, obviously. Yeah. He, he mentions it, you know, with tsunamis, earthquakes... Everything happens yeah. and just destroys the earth. In the meantime, they've tracked <coughs> Which is Jack's, why there's no radiation. Yes. But in the meantime, they've tracked Jack's DNA and they've directed the drones to their to where the humans yeah, are hiding so out. So the aliens, yeah. Tet, the, the fake Sally or whatever her so name is. they're all hammering this, this area and the beach is wounded. You mm. think, oh, hang on, he's going to die, this bloke. But the plan is, again, to transport the fuel cell into the Tet. So basically their idea was to hide it in a sleep pod with Julia and bring her to the Tet because I think Tom uh, Jack Harper and, and had had a conversation with Sally about coming returning to the Tet. Yes, she's like bring bringing, bring it bring back, Julia, bring back her. what you found. Yeah. yeah. So they decide, well, let's do it. And so this next section, I think, is a really good where a good explanation of what actually happened. Did you yeah, follow yeah, this? I, it was. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. It, I, I could rewatch it and learn. Yeah, well, um, it took me a couple of watches to, to understand exactly what happened. We were getting this kind of yeah. parallel timeline situation yes. where he's he's actually in the movie, he's flying to the Tet, yep. but he's also then replaying the flight recorder they'd recovered yeah. and learning what actually happened. It's good to see you, Jack. After 39 days of sleep, sounds like you're ready to go. Well, I'm ready to go. Your next burn will bring you up level and coast speed at 50 kilometer range where you'll hold. Copy. We'll hold 50 clicks from object for sensor scan and evaluation. Targets look good. Initiating burn in three, two, one, ignition. We see a good burn. Are you reading any output from the object? Negative. Zero heat, no AMR. There's no sign of life. How's the rest of the crew do? Co-pilot Victoria Olsen should be up here shortly. The rest of the crew remains at Delta Sleep. Copy that. You missed a hell of a game last night. What I tell you guys, no spoilers about last night's game. Looking forward to watching it when I get back. That was the Super Bowl that mm. we mentioned earlier. But right? the, the nice bit there is we we learn that he and and Vic, uh, Victoria, are She's the, the co-pilot. The co-pilot yep. and everyone else. He's in a deep sleep. He's in hibernation. Yeah. Now they were actually that flight was to to go to intercept the Tet had which had been detected in 2017. Yeah. Now Sally was actually the real NASA Capcom. So in in the movie she was working for NASA. Remember you saw her on the screen. So the the Tet has obviously just cop, copied everything. It's right? funny because also, and, I, and I'm not pretending that I'm a Nostradamus here, but yeah. Things that while I was watching all those much much earlier scenes where Sally and and Vic is, is talking to Sally and all that, it yeah. always felt uh, AI. Like in yeah. in today's terms, it always yes. felt like it wasn't real to me. Yeah. And then, and I know that sounds fine with hindsight, but it didn't seem real. The conversations yeah. didn't seem real, and so obviously that's what they've done is they've duplicated what was 
a real communication with that spaceship going to intercept them. So what we learned, like remember how we mentioned that everyone was in hibernation at the back of the ship? Yeah. So what we learned is that the Odyssey accelerated towards the Tet. Jack released the back shuttle and all the Delta sleep pods to save Julia and the crew. So I, left them I never understood yeah. why, though. Well, to protect them. So he flew towards the What was the, the point of them being there in the first place well, then? But I think they were on their way to Titan, and then they encountered the Tet on the way. The t- so they were always intended to go to Titan. That was what I, felt I understood was the purpose of that original mission, and they were intercepted by the Tet. The Tet was there, right. and that was what forced Jack to sort of head towards the Tet. He re- so for you, their see, own safety. you see that mission as being before. Uh, after the destruction of the Earth's no, sort, no, sort no, of stuff. before this is before the Tet, the the journey to Titan was I don't know to colonize a new world, and the Tet just happened to be arriving as they're leaving, and they, they the the Odyssey encounters the Tet. No, see, and I, the I, next thing we see is the what we what the start of the movie is. I see a slightly different timeline. I see, um, okay, let's use real outcome. We now know through Morgan Freeman's character. So, mm. uh, Moon is obliterated. Hell's gone down on Earth, so it's now time to try and try and find it. Who's there? So there's one set of missions that's going to intercept the Tet, and you know that's where Jack is and whatnot. Yeah. But then there's other missions that are sending people to Titan. Well, no, but the, they give away the timeline. Remember, he remember the Super Bowl, the 2017 Super Bowl. This happened in 2017. This incident. Yeah. So they're talking about the game. Oh, you missed a great game last night. Don't spoil it for me. Nothing had happened yet. Yeah, okay, so that's what, a fair point. So right. because, because that's he's what, communicating when with Jack Earth, in that flight recorder. Yeah, he's communicating with Earth. So when when Jack flies towards the Tet, don't forget Jack is with Victoria in that ship, right? And so, so you who, think it's just like an who Elon they, Musk? Who do they it's clone? Just, it's just a mission to Mars or Titan yeah, or wherever. They're going to Titan, right? And so and so gotcha. what they do, Jack and Victoria, who are pilot and co-pilot, fly into the Tet. They think beautiful. We'll just clone you guys for our for our people. And the rest of them were just stuck in hibernation in orbit around Earth, right? Mm. So that's how it explains sort of the... the gotcha. No, no, it makes sense. Back to the present. So that was a flashback then. Back to the present, we see that he's reached the Tet. It's a busy morning, huh? I'm picking up the second passenger, Jack. It's Julia Rusakova, a female survivor from the crashed module. State your intention. Deliver the survivor as requested. We are a more effective team. Proceed to entry. So that was them entering the tent. And here comes twist number three. Yeah. So what they see are all clones of, of yeah, Jack Harper see and Victoria. They're all they've there. grown, you know. Yeah. It's like a little... So know, yeah. that was the army that, that the Beach was talking about, all the how Jack Harper's arrived. Um, and then the big twist here is that they open up the pod and it's not Julia, it's our man Beach. And inside that pod is the bomb. What Horatia said was, how can a man die better? Than facing fearful odds. Get inside! Get inside! The ashes of his fathers and the temples of his gods. I created you, Jack. I am your god. 
Boom. Boom. See you later. Full on because at yeah. no point would you consider Tom Cruise dying. Yeah. Or that version. Does he of Tom die Cruise. in movies? Jack Harper. Uh, not many, no. See what I'm saying? But you wouldn't kill him unless there's another 50 versions well, of him. Well, right? but I'll tell you right now, at yeah. that point, I'm not thinking about I, that. I can't recall a movie that he dies in, actually. I'm, yeah. At this point, I'm thinking that's amazing. Yeah. That's a big I'll deal. i think about that. It's a yeah. big deal for him to be killed off. Yeah, and I'm of... not thinking, oh, but don't worry, there's more of them. I'm just yeah. thinking, oh, wow, okay, there it is. I thought there's more of them. No. More where that came from is what I thought. Well, yeah. I'm, and again, obviously, then we moved to, to the kind of. Three Fast years later, yeah. So it, three yeah. years after, and we see Julia and a child. Earth, after the war. Three years have passed since I saw your face. I wonder if I come to you at night in dreams. In the day, as memories. Do I haunt your hours the way you haunted mine? And I wonder if you see me when you look at her. So this was obviously three years have passed. She's now got a child, which we assume is Jack's He child. put a lot of effort in prior to yeah. the uh, trip to the Tet for the explosion. He did. He put a lot of effort in both uh, <laughs> in Julia and uh, yeah. in recording some, uh, yeah. some audio logs. And also, we see the humans. Do the humans turn up, or were they already there? They just sort of—it's no, like they, they found like, it. It's, no, no. it's part of the journey. It's like their their journey was yeah. to get there. Because you got to remember, yeah. we don't know how far away his man cave by the lake was. Yeah, true. Right. It's a, he's where, got that cool, where, he's got that cool ship. The sca scavengers don't have the ships. Yes. So they've had to essentially go on foot. So because what's happened, you know, when the Tet blew up, all the drones failed, and I suppose all the little the helicopters would fail too. So, so I, I imagine that that. They've they've trekked there. Yeah, I think my favourite part of this though is is when you see fifty two, the little girl goes, "Who's that?" For three years, I searched for the house he built. I knew it had to be out there because I know him. Miss that. I'd miss the fact that he had spent three years searching. Yeah, that's that's yeah, why he they had a search. Yeah. But 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 do you remember they made the connection as soon as he saw her, they had a connection? Yeah. And so he that's what get, drove drove him for three years to find her. So that's the thing, is that they've they've yeah. walked there, but they've also walked just to find it. They don't yeah. know where he was. But Exploring. here's let me I mean, I know you're going into plot holes, but he he's impregnated her. He's well, written. no, Jack 49 impregnated her. Yes, if Jack 49 yeah. has yeah. impregnated her, yeah. he's, he's left a voice memo to say, oh, do you think about me and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He doesn't, bo doesn't bother to tell 52 no, where... That meme is not to her. I think he's just sort of talking out loud. Oh, you think so? Yeah, about how do, do you, does love transfer between people and that's not to her. I think that's just his, just his log of his thoughts. I don't think that's aimed directly at her. It's just a commentary. Yeah, did you think that was him talking to her? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I thought, I felt that... I heard that as more of a log, him sort of just okay. 
Like his own. Well, yeah. my point still stands. He couldn't, yeah. but didn't bother to tell anyone that where his wife was. Couldn't tell Beach. It's one of Beach's men. Well, see what what transfers isn't that sort of information, I guess. But the the love is above all what they transferred, not the actual that kind of minutiae. Yeah. It. Let's get into a couple of favourite quotes, and yep. this is when you think about a quotable line in this movie. This is probably it. Understood. We're doing the best we can. Are you an effective team? We are an effective team. We are an effective, we are an effective team. team. I tell you what I love too. This isn't yeah. a quote. This is a sound effect. I really love the drone sound effects. I well, I wonder why. Why is that my ringtone? I wonder why. Because <laughs> it's very Star Warsy. It is a bit. It's a bit. A bit. Sounds a, it's great. A bit R2D2C3PO stuff. But let me say this. Here's what I love. Um, as much as the sounds, I got to tell you that little flying ship, oh, yeah, it's the, a little, cracker, the little mosquito. Yeah, yeah. Not only do I love the concept of it, right? Because it's, it's more like, based on a dragonfly. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's a, a because it's, it's the based bubble. On they call a creature, it a bubble right? ship. Yeah. But I just look at it and I go, I just find it amazing. I know it's not real, but yeah. they've they've built they've built a craft yep. that you know for for filming, getting in and out of. Hold that thought. Mate. I think that's an amazing little. Hold beast. that thought. Now in the plot, we're in the sort of plot hole section here. How yeah. did that happen? Mm. I thought we'd just go through some questions. Yes, okay. Hit like, me. what is the tet? Well, you know, that was, that's the alien craft. I mean, right? it's the alien mothership. It's the alien right? mothership. Correct. Yeah. What was the Odyssey mission? I think we've established that they well, were. Well, I think way we're to in Titan. debate about yeah, that. But they were going to that, Titan. But I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the idea. So I put it in in current terms. You know, yeah. Elon Musk has just uh, <laughs> you know, exploded his first attempt at the Starship. That's cool. Yeah. So let's say Starship. 55. They've done a lot of test flights. Yeah. It's gone here and there. There's going to be a time when it goes to the moon, orbit to the moon. Then go there's going to gonna, there's yeah. gonna be a time when it goes further. Yeah. I'm imagining that as the Odyssey mission. Yeah. Okay. And so, so while, they're, while like, they're traveling, they're like, well, what the hell is this? But I think the timeline, though, the Odyssey mission, I think we've established, happened before the destruction of Correct. the Earth. Yeah. I'm with you now. The other question, why did it take Julia and the survivors so long to return to Earth? Do you remember... They he separated the the hibernate the the people yeah. hibernating, and it took them. They were in orbit for sixty years, and so when he when that signal, I don't know, that, they remember the signal of the Empire State Building, and after that the ship came down. Was that a way for them? Did they finally crack the GPS coordinates? I think the beach mentions that to Morgan Freeman's character. So they uh, so true, true. sixty so, years have passed. So they're just they were just up there for yeah, sixty so, years. I mean, okay, so in hibernation. So things orbit, right? That's yeah. how they work. But yeah. they also fall out of orbit. Yeah. Um, now some things are engineered to fall out of orbit intentionally. Yeah. Um, but other things, are, I would say that's right. But the, they that, were from that original mission. That signal. Yeah. That signal was created to try and bring that down. Yeah. Maybe. The other question I got for you, you may have noticed that. Julia awakens after the Tet's destroyed. Julia awakens in a pod that says Julia Harper on it. The first pod said Julia and her original surname. So my thought process there is, remember he told Sally, I'm bringing up Julia in the pod. I reckon she had to be in a pod to be detected by the Tet of being in a pod. That's why they left her in a pod on Earth. Until it blew up. Did you notice that? When she woke up at the lake house in a pod. I'm thinking, why would you need her in a pod? Yeah, when You know that. what I mean? So, And the pod had a different name on it. You look at originally that when the crash landed, it had it said Julia and her like Russian sounding surname. 
this pod had Julia Harper written on it. But I reckon it's for that reason because Jack Harper was, Sally thought Jack Harper was bringing Julia in a pod. So they had to detect her in a pod. You know uh, what I, mean? I, I hear it, yeah. but I think there's a lot of holes around it because heaps of because else, in yeah. the end yeah. there, there was a different. It was a different pod that was on the ship, and if they can detect, well, it was a different de- pod. Yes, she could but detect an ex- additional life form. She couldn't detect that it was a different pod to the one. Well, you know what I mean? So things like that. I reckon they I, had to I, have I Julia argue, in a pod. I would yeah. argue it's potentially just that he put her in a pod so that she could, um, you know, maybe have the hibernate ba- for a while. Hibernate. Yeah, right. Or, or maybe that was maybe maybe she was injured. The baby. Maybe she was injured. She was also pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true that. But, yeah, so she would have been pregnant at the time. Yes, otherwise so, there's some weird stuff going on. Okay, yeah. It's a big – does a lot, that pod. There's, there's a, do you know what? In in a Star Wars uh, situation, <laughs> there's a whole range of movies in here to, to oh, yeah. you know, oh, extrapolate yeah. we'll all that, that information. One other little – the scientists have got involved too with the plot hole here. Hmm. Remember at night you saw the exploded moon in the night sky? Yeah. Now they reckon that the, the, the debris caused by that explosion would mean there'd be just constantly – for shooting stars into the atmosphere That's all the true. time, yeah, yeah, um, and uh, for the next several thousand years. Oh, sweet! Uh, things you might not know: the scene of Jack Harper. Remember when he's watering that small plant? Yes, was filmed on Earl's Peak in Iceland. Wow! At two thousand feet, the crew had to use helicopters to get the equipment up there to that location. Honestly, just now, build uh, it on a soundstage. When folks. he was repairing the drone, remember you you yeah. sort of alluded to this for the 2017 Super Bowl. Super Bowl, uh, it was 51, was in 2017. Was between the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons, and the the so, as a Tom Brady game, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So the the game winning touchdown score was made by running back James White rather than a rookie receiver. Patriots scored 31 unanswered points to win the game in overtime after being down 28-3. So still a thriller. Mm. Still a great game there. Uh, the game was actually played in Houston. You're right. Houston's NRG Stadium in Texas. Uh, rather than – that's what they, they've identified here. MetLife Stadium was the arena yeah, the, used the, by New York City New football York, teams yeah. and the stadium closest to the Empire State Building. Yeah. So there it was, MetLife. That was in – is that in Jersey? New Jersey? It's somewhere around or Brooklyn, Certainly somewhere. not in Manhattan. Right. <laughs> The bubble ship was inspired by the Bell 47 helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Joseph Kaczynski, Kaczynski really liked it. And it is now, because he saw the Bell 47, he's actually in the lobby of the Museum of Modern Art in Manhattan. Really? Yeah, that's where he was inspired. Oh, 47, by okay. Did you notice? No. <laughs> at the very start of the movie, before anything. Oh, the Bell 47, for those that don't know, I'm just looking at a photo of it. Yeah. MASH. Aha, uh-huh, there you go, there you go. The bubble That's on the front. In the, it's yeah. in, on the, in MoMA. Now, you know, at the very start of the movie when the Universal logo came up around the Earth, uh-huh. take a closer look at the Earth. It's actually the Universal logo appears and Earth is damaged. Earth is already, oblivion has already right. occurred. And you see the Tet in orbit as well. The Universal sign comes oh, up. Right. You see the Tet in far away in orbit. And if you look closely, you see that the oceans have receded, craters, uh, no polar ice caps, and even the word, you know, the Universal, it's normally beautifully shiny. It's all tarnished. Uh-huh. Yeah. In the flashback scene, yeah. remember one of the flashback scenes? Mm. The completed World Trade Center building was visible in the background. Of course, yeah. Uh, but when he holds up the ring, when he, you know, he's offering the ring, the movie was released in 2013. 
but the first tower wasn't finished until October 2013. So it was finished in April. The new one. The movie was released in April 2013. The first tower wasn't finished till October 2013. But the scene had to take place in 2017, so they had to mock up what it would look like. Oh, right. Yeah. Three questions for Trev. Okay, hear me. Could you make a sequel to this movie? Um, Is there a sequel in it? I mean... The tet's blown up. And, you could, but... Yeah. I mean, yeah, but this is the great thing about story, movies, yeah. right? Yeah. The tet's blown up, but how do you know there, there aren't other forms that yeah. are survived Maybe. on another part of the earth? Maybe. But no, I probably wouldn't. Question number two. Are the other 50 Jack Harpers scattered around the world? Well, there was thousands of them. Where remember? are they? Yeah. Remember, Where uh, are Beach they said there's thousands yeah. of them. So did yeah. they all get taken away already or are they Who lying knows? around somewhere? Who knows? And is Julia about to have an absolute <laughs> session? <laughs> She's got a few spares. All right. <laughs> Question three. If you were Jack Harper, yeah. okay, do you go with Vicar or Julia? Julia. Julia, really? Just, mate, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Straight away. I Googled her a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you some interesting movies that she's appeared in, mate. And, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I've, I've Googled uh, it. I'm across it. Clothing, <laughs> I'm across it. Clothing optional, too. Yeah, some it. of her movies. Yeah. Good on you. All right, oh. <laughs> that is Oblivion. Give us your wrap up and rating. I didn't um, I didn't not enjoy it, as you might have didn't hate been it. concerned right. about. Yeah, yep. um, no, I enjoyed it. I, I, I think. Kept it, you thinking, I'm uh, guessing. Yeah. yeah, I think the, the twist and the roller coaster of it was good. Um, I didn't. Like all the things that I might have thought about here aren't real. Like I'm not stressed about them; they yeah. didn't bother me. Um, no, I enjoyed it. It's a good movie. Uh, I'm going to give it. A, I'm going to give it an eight, a solid yeah, eight. So, wow, cool. I, I'm a nine. I, I rate this movie. Hmm. And the I, more you know, I, I think, see it, I think, the more I, was just I understand. Gonna say, it. The more yeah. I watch it, the more I yeah, might enjoy. The it. more I understand it and see it when I see it, the more I understand and appreciate it. Yeah, nice. Okay. That's brilliant. All right, let's talk about next week. Next week we are watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Well, that's one Bueller. I've seen. Bueller, you've seen it. I've seen oh it. Oh my god! Mm. You haven't seen it. You don't remember it though, do you? Well, I mean, I remember the iconic. All right, Smarty um, Pants. Scene. If you're such an expert, right? No, I wouldn't go that far. Came out in 1986, starring mm. Matthew Broderick, written and directed by John Hughes. Mm. Which of these other movies did John <laughs> Hughes also write and direct? Is it A. Sixteen Candles, B. Home Alone, C. The Breakfast Club, or D. Planes, trains, and automobiles. I have absolutely no idea. Stab in the dark. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes. Oh, wow. He wrote and direct all of those movies. Oh, you're <laughs> killing me. Oh, that's outrageous. You couldn't get that one wrong. Right? I looked after you there. Anyway, that's next week. But we hope you enjoyed Oblivion as much as we did. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I thought it was a cracker. Next week, though, looking forward to Ferris Bueller's Day Off with you. Trent. Bueller! <laughs> Talk to you then. See you, mate.